bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. exactly how I feel. This rundown five o'clock. Go home. Good evening. <laughs> Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Every now and then I like to just hear it go. Drives people crazy, right? The new one oh one seven the truth is excited to be back celebrating the fifty second annual Juneteenth celebration in Milwaukee. Make sure you all come down Monday June 19th, we'll be broadcasting live from Juneteenth. I don't know where, I don't know when, but we were pretty much midway the last couple of years. So, yeah, come back. Juneteenth celebrations from 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. Make sure you stop by our table to play games, win truth swag, and say what up to all your favorite truth teammates. 1017 The Truth Celebration of Juneteenth is sponsored by Educators, Credit Union, Tayback Law, Molson Cores, and Associated Bank. So make sure you check that out. That's coming up. That's coming up. I'm going to be late, though. I'm going to be late. I have no idea what what I'm going to be. Can you tell I'm tired? It's like, I don't think my body caught up yet. Like, I'm here, but my body is in Denver. Like, hey, what are you doing? When are you coming back to get me? (laughs) 833-212-1017 is the number. Do you believe Wisconsin needs to reinstitute the death penalty?
I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. Give me a call. 833-212-1017 is the number. I want at least three people to call me and tell me whether or not we need the death penalty. And will that stop? Well, maybe Wisconsin, not Milwaukee. I mean, I'm just saying. We're only going to kill people in Milwaukee. Everybody else gets to. No. Do we really need, do we need the death penalty back? Will that be a deterrent? Talking text lines, somebody said, well, you know, some of those other states that have the death penalty, they have high death rates. And I'm like, mm, okay, but, you know, they got high crime rates, but high crime is everywhere. America is a high crime country. And so the question remains, will it stop people? Sir John said, looks like Milwaukee police did an outstanding job with that Amber Alert. Yeah, they did. They really did. They got the person. Um, I remember I got a text yesterday from someone, and I need that person, I know who they are, who was talking about the Milwaukee police, to have that person call me. They have my number. But anyway, I just thought about that. Um, the caller said people who commit lynching should get electricity. They should play the funk song while they execute people like Chauvin and Zimmerman. They should play I Got the Power to Energize. <laughs> I think you should play the Energizer Bunny while you're electrocuting them. Boom, boom, boom. That's what? <laughs> I said that's cruel. What's cruel? To play music like that. To play the Energizer Bunny while you're getting electrocuted? Someone's dying. Dun, 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 dun. Why not? Mm-mm. You play taps. You play all kind of stuff when people die. Play the Energizer Bunny. Mm-mm. Somebody said death penalty in a state don't stop murderers. It's not a deterrent. It's retribution. The problem is we wait too long. Haiti worked because Haiti used speed, surprise, and extreme violence of action. That is what stops somebody. That deters people. When they see you do something and somebody walks up to you and says, did you do such and such? And your head comes off. Speed, surprise, and extreme violence of action. Stops everything. But the death penalty doesn't have those things and that's the problem okay that's why it's not a deterrent so people be like okay so you kill somebody you live 20 years longer than the person you killed and then they killed you no 833-212-1017 is the number what is your thought about the death penalty al you're on the new 1017 the truth well personally i feel like too many innocent people would get it and the people who deserve it would never get it Okay. So I don't think it would do no good, you know, so because we have too many times people who were innocent either got the death penalty or they spent time in prison. And people who have killed people are still sitting at home with their family, seeing their generation and their grandkids prosper. So I think it would be a detriment because, again, too many innocent people were, will receive it. And those people who deserve it will never get it. All right. Thank you much. Yep. 833-212-1017 is the number. Do you agree? I don't 
I don't look at it in those absolute terms. What we're saying is that there are instance, instances of people who have committed crimes that were railroaded, lied about, like they did with the New York boys that they allegedly raped that girl and one of them ended up killing himself only to find out later it didn't, or, or um, Brower, who they say had stole a backpack and they couldn't prove he stole it and he went to, went to Rikers and it messed up his head and finally he committed suicide. So those things occur. It's not the majority, though. So we can't dismiss something because people are imperfect. Or can we? 833-212-1017 is the number. Can we? Can we? Is there? With that, if you accept the death penalty, is there an acceptable (laughs) range of probability of fault? Right? No hypothesis. I mean, I'm just saying. Is is there a is there room for like what's the probability? Point one, point zero one, point zero zero one? Like are we looking for accuracy? Are we looking for precision? Are we looking for the difference between You put a bus together and it should hold together, but if you crash, it's okay because you're on the ground? Or do you want to have that same 5%, you know, you want your P rate to be 0.05 where it kind of go, well, you have a 95% chance that it's really good or you got a 90 or you got, you know, I mean, somewhere between 90 and 100 is where it'll go. Like, I don't know. Do you... Hope that you get everything right, or is there a way to be certain, to be precise? Security Mike, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Yeah, I don't agree with uh, Al because we gotta we gotta do something. But do we even know that these young this young generation will even know that that's what's going on if it's ever instituted? That even if they even know if it's a death penalty if they commit a crime. So, but I'm thinking if they do it swift, swift justice thing, like years ago when Charles Barkley said, oh, it'll be a death day, not no death row, because that's at the expense of the taxpayers. I would say do it right away. Okay. So we got to do something. All right. Thank you much. We got to do something. You're welcome. 833-212-1017 is the number. Do we bring back the death penalty and quite possibly they mistakenly accuse your 22-year-old daughter of hitting somebody with a car and killing them. And so they execute her on sight. Done. Speed, surprise, and extreme violence of action. My bad. It wasn't her fault. It was the other person's fault. What do you do? Like the girl who was driving on 60th and Fond du Lac and the five people unfortunately died. And she happened to be on the road intoxicated, but she did not cause the accident, but she was subsequently arrested because she was on the street while intoxicated. What do we do? Like if we follow that model, somebody should have went to the scene of the crime and done. No. 
Is there ever a time when someone's life should be taken? Is there ever a time? I'm going to tell you mine. When we come back. 833-212-1017 is the number you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is number. Ain't nobody calling. I guess y'all don't care. Y'all just, just what? Don't juice anybody or juice people? Yeah. And and if you believe in the death penalty, how would you kill them? Lethal, I think lethal injection is a horrible way to die. Feeling your heart stop and then you're conscious and you just like slip away. There's got to be a faster like I'm talking about a car. Faster, sleeker, more economic. Really? In, in, in killing people. You need like a like a machine, right? Like there, there's an old, 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 old movie called Soylent Green. And it was set in the future where people, which is really weird. When I was little, this was the future in the year 2020. Oh, wow. That's so far away. And, um. They had this machine that kept the earth replenished. Well, what it was, no, I think you need to see the movie. It's a very, very old movie, Soylent Green. Movie Freak is one of the best movies. That movie made me like TV and want to go into radio and TV and stuff like that because it, it, was, it was pretty cool. 833-212-1017 is the number. Killing people. Death penalty. Security Mike had a point. If it's not swift, surprising, and with extreme violence of action, it's really not going to deter anything. But the family eventually will get closure. Or is it an instantaneous thing? But you did it. Poof. Gone. I don't know. If you have insight... If you incite a riot and people are killed, you deserve, deserve the death penalty. I don't know. That's that's what the law would have to say. That's what the law would have to say. I mean, if you riot and cause a death, then I don't know. 
But then that would kill a lot of people this past couple of years, too, because <laughs> a good number of people died after people incited riots. How about if you chase a jogger and shoot him in the back? Would that be a death penalty candidate, Doc? Well, that happened in Atlanta, and I would say yes. But mine would be the extreme violence of action part. Like once the person's found guilty, just walk up to him in the court. No, I'm okay. I'm just, I'm going over the top. Choking a mentally ill person or a teenager who is shoplifting must be the type of person you're talking about. Yes. Yes. That happened in what? West Dallas? Yes. Or the knucklehead in New York who decided he was going to put a man in a chokehold and kill them. That would be a perfect example of using speed, surprise, and extreme violence of action. The problem is that's what the Marine did to the mentally ill guy. And if you use speed, surprise, and extreme violence of action in the wrong way, you could get that done to you too. So that's just me. That's just me. Security Mike said, I would also every situation be judged once and they look not just put a person death row that didn't. Well, do we want to just instantly kill people? What if it actually is a mistake? That's why we have a trial system. That's why we have an adversarial trial system. So things like that don't happen, that you have somebody on your side. But I also think you get one. And you do know that if you're sentenced to death, it's an automatic appeal. Like death sentences by law are automatically appealed because they want to make sure they want somebody else to go through all of the information and look at all of the evidence to see whether or not the jury came to a sound and reasonable decision. Now, I don't have enough time today. But that leads me to something about, oh, wait a minute. Marquis said, hi, Doc. I think the death penalty should be decided by the victim's family. Good one. But do you want a hot-tempered family to do it? Here's what I would do, and I'm being facetious when I say this. I'm being silly. If they're found guilty, the family gets to choose how. The victim's family gets to choose how you die. I think it's one of those things where people are torn. I think it comes down to what you believe. It comes down to what is your religion. It comes down to do you have a religion. All all those things play a part. And death is death. So I'll say it. Why do people agree with the death penalty but don't agree with abortion? Or agree with abortion and then don't agree with the death penalty? It seems incongruent. It seems inconsistent. And so life is full of nuances. That's what the justice system is for. To work with the nuances. To have people who understand jurisprudence 
weave in and out of those things in order to fix it. But we've had people here that said it. They believe it. They don't believe it. They think we'll get it. They don't think we should have it. I don't know. I'm torn. It's like I can look at someone else and say, I think it would be terrible if you kill somebody. And in the same instance, if you killed somebody in my family, I am 99% sure I would have no problem killing you myself. Right? Because that's the emotional side. But the real side is, I don't think many of us know. Like, why are cops able to kill people? Why are police officers able to kill people? Because they're trained. Because when certain things happen and certain things are triggered, the response is rote. Right? If you draw so many times and you learn that, you can unbuckle, you know, unhood a firearm, grip it, open it, hold it, push it out, and fire in less than three quarters of a second, most people aren't going to win that fight. And so when you do certain things that trigger the police, you can't not train that because then cops would die every day and citizens would too, because you would have no way to defend yourself or others. And so we have to be cognizant of that. When we talk, well, we need to get rid of this or change the training. Well, if you change the training, you even the playing field, and that means that the person with the gun always wins. The bad guy, always. And so law enforcement is able to use what? One level higher than what the suspect is attempting to do. You use a knife, they use a gun. You use a gun, they use a bigger gun. Or use tactical means in order to do it, right? When they can't, they use non-lethal. Pepper spray, taser, things like that. When you say they can't use anything, for instance, somebody complained about um, the police using gas during a riot. Oh, God, you can't do that. It's terrible. You're making people cough. Well, that's the whole point. You want to disperse the crowd. Well, you can't use that. So I think the either fire police commissioner or somebody voted. Now you can't you can't use gas. Well, then now you can't disperse crowds. So then when the crowds show up, we'll call the police. Why? They can't do anything. They can't disperse the crowd. They just got to sit there and watch them. And I believe it went downhill from there. Because when you take away the less lethal tools, you only leave one. A firearm. And that's what caused the problem in the first place. Too many people are getting shot. Well, we need alternatives. Less lethal alternatives. But now it's gotten completely out of hand. And now we have people literally talking about bringing back the death penalty. But you know what that means, right? That means everybody will want to find justice. And when they find it, that's exactly what it'll be. Just us. Number five. 
Today, crews responded to a fire at Milwaukee Recycling Plant. We talked about it earlier. They've been burning. We've had reports at the talk and text line that they were literally driving up the highway and they couldn't see in front of them. So if you're anywhere near there, if you're east or westbound on Interstate 94, you or you're north or southbound on 16th or 27th, you might have an issue um, seeing the road in front of you. So drive cautiously, close your windows, turn on your air, and make sure you are safe. Number four. An Amber Alert for a missing one-year-old has been canceled. Kennedy Parker, last seen near Meineke and North 50th Street in Milwaukee, has been found safe. She was last seen with 29-year-old Kajan Parker. And uh, WISN 12 News is looking to get more information about what happened, where she was found. But if you have any information, they want you to contact the Milwaukee Police Department Sensitive Crimes Division. With any information at 414-935-7405. Number three. (laughs) Milwaukee is one signature away from making changes to when and where your favorite food trucks can be. The Common Council unanimously passed new restrictions today. The proposal goes to the mayor's desk for his expected signature. This proposal would require, you ready? Food trucks would be parked 50 feet away from a restaurant. This would apply citywide, while other restrictions are more specific to the location. We do have a lot of neighbor complaints, says the owner of El uh, Pastacito Mix in Burnham Park. A lot of people play sports here, and they do complain a lot about not having parking space. Really? Use Uber. Anyway, the Milwaukee Common Council unanimously passed the new restrictions, special rules for different zones. In in zone two areas, for now, around Burnham Park, the number of trucks would be limited, and the city would have spaces based on seniority. What? Well, I've had my license longer, so I'll get that space. Who's going to? Yeah. And all it's going to do is cause what? Fights and Uproar. Three, two, three, three. Number two. Number two. Um, hmm. A 34-year-old man was arrested yesterday for stealing a Shorewood police squad car near Capitol and Estabrook. So they got video showing the car, the officer react as they watched somebody drive off with one of their squad cars. Squad was recovered undamaged near Holton and Captain Brother needed a ride home. Uh, Milwaukee police arrested the suspect and he was turned over to the Shorewood Police Department. Suspect in the case was identified as the same person, get this, who stole a Milwaukee police squad in December of 2022. There were no injuries reported in the incident. We'll come back with our number one story of the day. But we've got traffic, weather, and sports up next. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
Listen, you don't know me. I can. I can't dance. Okay. Somebody like me dancing. See, we need to. We need. To, our studio should have been in the middle in a circle, so you can't hide from nobody, and you can just dance and just act a fool, and I'll just. Well, I figure I get looked at like I'm weird anyway, so right, so I may as well, may as well, <coughs> live it up. Um, black-owned business give back is back, and so we teamed up again with Associated Bank to help black-owned businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk. We'll be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member FDIC. Number one. Well, we got the latest on the debt ceiling. That's it. That's all we got. Um, The House is going to vote on the deal. Um, It looks like they're going to be crossing the aisle. And um, Representative Josh Gottheimer defended his decision and that of other Democratic members who voted for the debt limit rule vote. Traditionally, minority party does not vote for the rule, and there was drama on the House floor as Democrats held back at first, while 29 Republicans voted against the rule. Ultimately, it was approved, thanks to the support from 52 Democrats. And so what needs to happen now is it needs to get taken care of on the Senate and the House side. Of course, it has to do the House first, because all money bills, all appropriation comes from the House. And then it goes to the Senate and then they're going to vote. And they'll raise the debt ceiling for what? Six months, eight months, two years. And where will we go? At some point, we have to remember. um, The House Democrats, you know, and this is CNN, right, from CNN politics. House Democrats, quote unquote, bailed out the GOP from their own extremism. Well, you're listening to a liberal radio station. But in the same instance, if you would check Fox News, they would say something that was more conservative. And so at some point, this has to pass. Certain things will, certain things won't. We're not going to run out of certain money because what people don't understand is there are certain things that are funded no matter what and other things are not. And then you get your back pay later because some people kept working. So I don't work in the federal system, so I don't, I don't, really, I don't really know what that particular comes to that particular thing comes to but i do know that we have to stop raising the debt ceiling it's like every time you run into trouble at home and you got to pay money back we just increase your credit card oh don't worry about it we got you your bills just went up 10% we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll just give you another $100,000 on your credit card 
and you started out with $500 limit and now you're at $500,000 limit and nobody says anything. And then you look up like we did and now it's $31 trillion. I'm interested. What was the national debt in... Give me... Pick a year, Rhea. What what year you want to know? 2003. Oh, I thought you was... See, I'm... Okay. I thought you were going to go back like 1980. <laughs> 2003. Do you want to know my reasoning why? I'm scared to <laughs> ask, but why? Because it was... Just far out enough from 9-11 where, like, the economy and the society was a little off and funky. So I feel like we're in similar state, kind of, coming out of the pandemic. $3.9 trillion. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, you thought it was higher? Really? Yeah. Wow. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to type, what is the national debt today? Okay, I'm done. Anyway. Thirty-one trillion. Can you imagine having a credit card, and you had three hundred dollars on it, and you thought, "Oh my God, three hundred dollars! It's terrible." And then twenty years later, it's three thousand dollars, and you went, "What? Wait a minute." Even if it was $300 and you only had three, it's 10 times what you had. Well, it's three, so now it's 30. It's 30, now it's 300. It's 300, now it's, you know, and the number just keeps going up and up and up and up. Federal debt equals debt held by the public plus debt held by the federal trust funds and other government accounts. And so those trust funds are the things we have to pay. Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, all the, or do we do Medicaid? Anyway, I don't know if it matters right now. At, at $31,464,258,000. I'm sorry, $83,258. That's $94,186 for every single person in America. So here's my question. You ready? If you let me pay my national debt off, do I not have to pay any more homeowners tax, sales tax, or federal tax for the rest of my life? I would add to the debt, get a loan to pay them the 94, pay it off in like five years, and never have to pay any tax for the rest of my life. The problem is, what would your two-year-old do? Because that's every single person in America. And I know some people whose school loan debt is more than that. So, yeah. I think we're in a bad spot. 
That's why it's important that Na- June is National Homeowners Month. And only 25% of African-Americans in the city of Milwaukee own their homes, despite the fact that we make up over 40% of the population. That's why the award-winning 1017 The Truth, that's us, is proud to announce our very, very first annual home buying seminar on Wednesday, June 14th, presented by Axe Housing and BMO Harris Bank. We'll have home buying coaches, mortgage advisors right here on site. They're going to talk to you about it and break down how to buy a house, the home buying process, because it is a process, and get you, if you're able to be, pre-qualified for a home loan. If you can't be, they're going to give you the tips on what you need to do in order to be pre-approved. Limited spots are available. Go to 1017thetruth.com. Secure your space today. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Okay, that's what I got to do. See, rule number one, when you're watching yourself on YouTube while you're live on YouTube, you can't have yourself up while you're playing a video. So then you'll hear yourself talking to yourself, talking to yourself. How's that for bizarre? 833-212-1017 is the number. Um, The city has a budget problem. And there's a story that goes along with this. But before I do that, I want to play this video for you. It has a big budget problem. Its budget is about $1.7 billion annually. But Wisconsin's largest city is struggling financially. Why? Basically, Rapidly rising costs, limited new income, and dwindling savings. Let's break it down. Costs are rising. That includes a huge jump in the amount the city has to pay into its pension each year so retired employees get what they're owed. Income isn't keeping up. The state has been returning the same amount of money to the city for more than two decades. Known as shared revenue, these tax dollars are collected by the state of Wisconsin and then returned to communities as a key source of local government funding. Other communities across the state are also struggling to keep up with the costs under this funding arrangement. And it's not like local governments in Wisconsin can just go raise more money other ways. The state limits their ability to hike sales taxes, property taxes, and more. 
And in Milwaukee, savings are drying up. That includes federal pandemic aid and other savings that have helped plug budget holes in past years. So where does this leave us? Dreading 2025, that's where. At that point, the city won't have enough money to pay for all the services it currently provides. Libraries, the fire department, police, and other services are expected to see what some describe as draconian cuts. Unless elected officials in Madison allow changes, including to the revenue that comes to local governments like Milwaukee. And so that's from JS Online. And there's a great video that that talks about what's happening. Well, this just in, uncertainty over Milwaukee's deteriorating finances and negotiations on state legislation to hold off the city's looming fiscal cliff figured prominently in a report this week explaining a decision to downgrade the city's bond rating. The decision from Fitch Ratings reflects the city's fiscal challenges, namely stagnant or capped revenue sources, rising costs, spike in its annual pension contribution, and on and on and on, as you heard. It's really another source of outside confirmation that when city leaders say they're facing a tremendous financial challenge, that it is indeed the case, says Rob Henkin, the president of nonpartisan Wisconsin Policy Forum. And so they did a deep, in-depth analysis of the city's finances and warned of its dire state. Um, sweeping legislation by the Assembly and now before the Senate could allow the city to levy a 2% sales tax, while Milwaukee County could levy a 0.375% sales tax on top of the half a percent already if voters approve. It would then boost the amount of shared revenue that returns to the city and county from the state while imposing a series of policy changes that the city really doesn't like. And it basically guts the fire and police commission, all those types of things. So we're going to be watching this. The city's downgraded bond rating remains investment grade, which is a two notch downgrade from A to BBB plus has caused concern at City Hall. It came as another ratings agency, S&P Global, opted against changing its own rating for Milwaukee. City officials say, we're concerned and we're shocked, says the comptroller. Uh, Joshua Benson, the city's financial uh, manager, the capital finance manager, said Fitch took more of a pessimistic view of how the legislature will unfold than S&P Global did. Either way, in 2025... I think it's going to be a barn burner. And we'll see. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe Show is coming up next. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. God bless. Take care. I'm going home. I got another meeting at 7 o'clock. So. <laughs> but you know what I'm going to do in between? I got a burger that got my name on it. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. God bless. Take care. I'll see you in 22 hours. I think I'm on at 4 a.m. I still don't know when I'm rebroadcast. And that's why you should just listen to the truth 24 hours a day. And then you don't have to worry about it. All right? I'm out.